Oh, what a beautiful day in America. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, March 7th, 2023, only a week after National Pancake Day, which was mostly created as a day to drive business to IHOP. Today is National Flapjack Day. Same exact thing as a pancake, different name. Fear not, it's also National Cereal Day, and I can tell you from asking the question many times on radio shows, people will debate to no end over their favorite or best cereal. Today is also the 14th day of Lent, so perhaps you're not eating flapjacks or cereal. And because you have asked, I've sacrificed ice cream for Lent, which my wife says isn't much of a sacrifice. I usually give up pizza, which is really tough for me. In the headlines, it is time to get tough on China. It's threat to the U.S. and the rest of the world continuing to top the headlines around the world. Most of us, depending on how old you are, but most of us grew up viewing Russia as our biggest and most worrisome enemy, especially after Rocky IV, right, which came out back in 1985. Now a new Gallup poll says many Americans view China as the United States' greatest enemy. The poll showing 50% of respondents named naming China as America's greatest adversary. Meanwhile, 32% still say Russia, 7% said North Korea, which topped the list back in 2018. That, of course, was when then-President Trump had a great relationship with Vladimir Putin and the media kept pushing this North Korea war thing that Trump was going to get us into a war with North Korea. And this comes as a recent report from the Wall Street Journal says the Pentagon sees giant cargo cranes, you know, the ones at shipping yards that load and unload cargo containers from the ships. The Pentagon says they could possibly be Chinese spying tools. We get more on China from Greg Kelly Reports with Gordon Chang, author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War, who you may have seen or heard getting a big shout out from President Trump at CPAC. Gordon, that was an amazing shout out. Uh, <laughs> what did that feel like? And then, if you don't mind, how worried should we be about this Wall Street Journal story and the uh, spying cranes? Well, it almost felt as good as General Holt felt when Georgia won the national championship. But I'll put that <laughs> aside for a moment because I actually root for another team, which okay. didn't do quite so well this year. Um, the really important thing is, I think you're right, Greg, that the Chinese did not want to take President Trump on, and certainly Vladimir Putin did. You know, Putin invaded Ukraine, took Crimea in 2014 during the Obama era, and then, of course, they didn't do anything during Trump. And then, of course, um, uh, Putin invaded uh, Ukraine in the Biden era. So, I mean, we have a real live test and it shows that President Trump kept us safe and he kept Ukraine safe. So, uh, General Holt, you know, I feel like we need to be as a country the way we were toward the Soviet Union in the 80s and even in the 70s. Right. We were all kind of we all understood as a culture, as a country, the Soviet Union were the bad guys. I think that that would be a very healthy attitude for all of us to have toward the Chinese. Am I wrong? And is that possible to actually orchestrate and accomplish? No, you're absolutely correct. It's great to be with both of you and go dogs there, Gordon. <laughs> but the uh, uh, what I'll say is, is that 
You know, it's much more complicated now because Wall Street was not up into the innards of Russia at the time of the Cold War. Uh, and here you've got a very, very compromised banking system all over China. They also pay the bills of the lobbyists, which pay the bills of the Congress, which taps the brakes on anybody being tough on China. Intelligence can work two ways. Uh, during the Trump administration, the Chinese had a very formidable espionage network in our in our country, just as they do right now. But but the information they were bringing home to Beijing was, you don't want to mess with these guys. They're going to stand up to us. Their strategic intent towards us is very clear. And you could see that in the aluminum tariffs and the steel tariffs. We, we actually had a lot of resolve. And right now, China's done more in the last two years to make us reevaluate this relationship. And yet, we see little signs that the fentanyl killing 100,000 Americans a year is bothering us, or that Chinese spy balloons are bothering us, or that they're threatening to arm Russia, which they're really already doing, is bothering us. We are, we are feckless, and that comes from uh, questions that have to be answered about who's compromised in our government, and it's not just the administration. It's not just the administration. It is... Who else? Congress. You should look to leaders of Congress. You should look at folks who sleep with gals named Feng Feng. You can just go right on through the list. That's retired Brigadier General Brian Holt on Greg Kelly Reports, weeknights at 10 on Newsmax TV. Monday, President Biden addressed the 2023 Firefighters Legislative Conference in Washington. God made man, then he made a few firefighters, because you're all nuts. <laughs> You're the only ones that run into flames. Everybody runs away from them. The overwhelming human instinct is to run away from danger. But when the bell rings, you run toward it, no matter what. Well, he got that right. And God bless the firefighters. Kudos to you if you are a firefighter. And the pressure continues to build for the president, the so-called comforter-in-chief, Mr. Empathy to visit with the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, whose lives have been turned upside down since the toxic train derailment there more than a month ago. And almost a week after saying he would visit the site of the derailment, the White House has yet to announce a date, at least as of this morning when I recorded this. This was a topic of discussion on Monday's Spicer and Company. Many people see Biden's lack of attention to the issue as a glaring political problem for the president who's expected to announce a bid for re-election any day now. What's worse is that new reports over the weekend show chemicals were released in East Palestine, ranging from a World War II choking agent to known carcinogens. So is it too late for Biden to make a visit now? Joining us now to discuss is our Monday company, Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at Town Hall and a retired U.S. Army colonel, and Mary Walter, host of the Mary Walter Radio Show. Welcome to both of you all. Kurt, I'll start with you. You know, if you listened to people talking over the weekend and discussing President Biden in Selma, Alabama, Everyone has just been talking about why hasn't he still gone to East Palestine. At this point, it's becoming the story, the fact that he hasn't gone. Is it too late now to make an appearance? Does it just look like he's going because he's forced? Can he recover from this in any way? Well, unfortunately, he, he would only be going because he's forced. Look, I'm all for going out and celebrating the resistance against a bunch of racist Democrats who oppressed other people. I, good for him going to Selma. Uh, but I don't understand why he wouldn't go to East Palestine uh, uh, weeks ago. It's not hard. You go out there, you show solidarity with people who've been victimized by these giant companies and, of course, 
his own transportation secretary uh, in, in, when he's not taking time off. I mean, even if you're a, a conniving, cynical jerk, you should show up, shake a few hands, get a few photos taken, hug a, hug, hug a few people, let them cry on your shoulder, and move on. The, uh, the, he hasn't. It's almost as if he's stubbornly saying, the hell with you people, the hell with you working class folks. I don't care about you. I, I don't get it. Even if he, you know, even if he doesn't like these people, and it's clear he doesn't. I mean, he could at least fake it. He's a politician. It's, it's bizarre to me. That's retired U.S. Army colonel and town hall columnist Kurt Schlichter on Spicer & Company with Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith. And an East Palestine, Ohio business owner spoke about it with Greta Van Susteren. East Palestine business owner Bob Figley joins me. He's the owner of Figley's Brushville Supply and Hardware Store. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Greta. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, sir, and I'm sorry what you and your community are going through because, uh, you know, you're, you're bearing all the weight of this, and it could be any community um, that could suffer like this. So tell me, um, just just to give me an idea, how far is your business from the derailment? It's right over my shoulder. It's about 100, 150 yards from our location. What what do you know about it? I mean, what, I mean, how has it affected the community? I mean, I see the, I see obviously the people at the town hall, but tell me in your words. Uh, well, they did a pretty good job of expressing their their feelings and emotions. Emotions run high here. We're like ground zero. We're not getting answers. We're getting the runaround. Uh, everybody's concerned about their immediate health plus their health down the future, and we don't know how to live the rest of our lives because there's so much uncertainty here in this community. Has anyone told you um, how safe it's there, it is to be there right now? <laughs> Has anyone told us that? Uh, they've told us a lot of things and then they contradict it. I mean, like they're passing out free water, but they're telling us the water is safe. So so which, which is it? That's just one of the things that they confuse the issues with. Do you know anybody who's who's sick? Um, I know a lot of I've heard a lot of stories of people who uh, who are feeling symptoms, sore throats, uh, sinus issues. I uh, had uh, some people said they got nauseous. So there's uh, skin problems and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've had a little bit of the symptoms and some of the people I know, my family have been got developed headaches and sore throats when they come into town they leave town and then the headaches and the sore throat goes away so yeah there are some symptoms here but we're really concerned more about the long-term uh prospects for our health is is the train company obviously the ceo didn't show up at that town hall meeting i suppose that he was reluctant to because he'd probably get shouted down pretty heavily but um I, you know is the do you have a sense that this uh that this company that is doing what it can to at least try to inform and try to help or do you think they're dodging you no they're dodging everything so there you go that's what's happening and that's what life is like for people in east palestine ohio wow and that gentleman owns a business, so it's not like he can just pick up and move his family. The record, by the way, with Greta Van Susteren is weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. But think about it, really. How many people would you be able to relocate without selling your home? Not very many working class people are going to be able to do that. And who's going to buy a home there in East Palestine right now? 
nobody. So you have to really, really feel for these people. On Thursday, March 9th, two days from now, that's the same day the CEO of Norfolk Southern is scheduled to answer questions from a congressional panel on the toxic train wreck, President Biden is scheduled to visit Pennsylvania to talk about his budget. White House spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre. When you think about the fiscal year budget, you think about uh, how the president's going to lay out his plan for the American people. He thinks it's important to do that and make sure that, uh, you know, that he does it, talks directly uh, to, to, um, um, to the people, to American people out there. You know, those people out there. The president wants to talk directly to them through a teleprompter in a news conference. You know, Pennsylvania is right next to Ohio, right? Perhaps he can go to East Palestine after making his little speech in Pennsylvania. Boom! You can't see me right now, but I'm making that head-exploding gesture. You heard it here first. Seems like a no-brainer. Go to Pennsylvania, then go to Ohio, calm everybody down. And how about one more highlight from Monday night's programming? Lara Trump on Rob Schmidt tonight. When you listen to... I guess moderate Republicans, and you can hear them on, you know, daytime news television all, all the time, and, and and they seem to talk about, you know, this idea that they've got to, they have to widen the base. They they almost, I think they're almost indicating that they think Trump's lane is too narrow now, you know, that that there's not a broad enough support system to push him through this time of the round. What's your response to that? Well, I think I disagree with that. I mean, look, the truth is we have quite a ways to go. We obviously have to get through the primaries. I believe my father-in-law will be the nominee for the Republican side of the aisle because, look, people really understand, I think, at this point that we need to make great change and quick change in America. And I think despite the fact that Donald Trump might not be everyone's cup of tea or perhaps they don't like his personality, people know that he actually did the things he said he would do and America was on a great path whenever he was president. Uh, and so, you know, while they're maybe not talking to pollsters in exactly the same way, I do think whenever push comes to shove and they say we need to actually vote someone in who we know can do the job, I think they're going to go for Donald Trump. Um, that's not just my hunch. It is what I hear from people day after day and time after time. And if you talk to people on the street versus, you know, the, the pollsters, right. I think you'll get that same vibe from them, too. That is Lyra Trump, the wife of Eric Trump, former Trump campaign advisor on Rob Schmidt tonight. You can catch it at 7 o'clock Eastern right after Greta. Former Vice President Mike Pence is asking a judge to block a federal grand jury subpoena for his testimony about the January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. The Pence legal team filing a motion late last week. Uh, the motion arguing that Pence is protected by a clause in the Constitution. And from the what the hell is wrong with people department, a man has been charged after trying to stab a United Airlines flight attendant on a flight from L.A. to Boston with a broken spoon. Federal prosecutors saying it happened after the suspect attempted to open the emergency door. The 33-year-old Massachusetts man taken down by other passengers. I love it when that happens. People stepping up instead of just taking video on their phones and doing nothing. No one on the flight was hurt. The suspect taken into custody when the plane landed in Boston. Quick reminder, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems and most platforms like Amazon, Pluto, Roku, and others. If you have AT&T or some other provider that doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand Newsmax TV. Also, be sure to get the Newsmax TV app. It's free. 
It's easy to download in the App Store or Google Play, and then you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I appreciate it. Make sure you check out some of the other great Newsmax podcasts. I'm Tony Marino. I will see you right back here tomorrow. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.